Hello, this is Gary. Hi, Gary. Kelly Lang. How are you doing? Doing great. All right. Are you excited to be talking today on the Real Music Podcast? Absolutely. Can't think of anything I'd rather be doing. Well, there you go. Today on Real Music, I've got singer-songwriter Kelly Lang talking about her brand new book and single entitled, I'm Not Going Anywhere. So here we go. Let's get started. You don't go anywhere. Listen to this. I've been looking over your uh, biography. You know, your father was the road manager for Conway Twitty, so I'm I'm guessing that probably influenced you to start your own music. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. Deal. Right? <laughs> Call me crazy, but that might have had some effect, right? On I had no idea what music was until him, so that was the only influence I had for many years. Wow. So what was it like back in the day to see Conway Twitty and, and people like that on the road? Well, you know, I, I didn't think anything about it because that's all I knew. Dad worked for him from the time I was one for 25 years, and I just assumed everybody's dad's job was kind of like that. Right. <laughs> just <laughs> When normal. you get older and can reflect back, you realize how unique it was. And, you know, in, in looking back, I wrote a song regarding Conway because I was um, I was able to, after he passed away, I was able to see his greatness and the effect that he had on the world. And I wrote a song called goodbye, darling, really depicting my feelings about that, that I, I took it for granted. And, uh, like we do, you know, right. when we assume somebody will be there much longer and right. he died at 59. And I just really felt like I had a lot more time and, and things I wanted to say to him. So I wrote that song in his honor. And, uh, I believe it, it really captured what I felt about him. Right. Yeah, I believe so too. And, and, when songs are really personal like that, I, I, I think it really it means so much to people, and people can relate to songs, you know, when, when you've gone through those things, right? And, yeah, that, that's really nice. Um, but you, you started young singing. How old were you when you really started singing? Oh, my goodness. Well, I wrote my first song at six years old. Wow. And um, <laughs> when I – we moved from Oklahoma City with Conway's organization to Tennessee – um, when I was about seven, I guess. And then about a few years after that, I started doing some things around the church and, you know, functions around town, but uh, took it more seriously when I was 12. And I started doing a local TV show called the Ralph Emery Morning Show. Cool. And for any of your listeners that might know that name, Ralph Emery, he was the host of Nashville Now mm -hmm. and, and uh, did a lot of a lot of interesting things in country music. So it was quite an opportunity for me to be it was kind of like a little education for me, a college education as I went further in my career. And um, from that, it stemmed from uh, going into doing Star Search and a lot of things on the Nashville Network. So it, I started really, really young. I don't know anything other than that. And anytime I ever tried to veer away from doing music, I always was bumpered card back into this. So Right. It's hard to get away from, from it that, is. right? It's in, it's in my blood for sure. Right. Yeah, I was I was going over some old videos and I saw that you were on like uh, Crook and Chase back in the day. It was years ago. You remember what year that was? And I think uh, oh my goodness, I did it so often. I I did Music City Tonight. Right. I think I was twenty three um, when I was doing that. I was a regular on there, and um, it was a that was again at another college education. You can't teach somebody that you just they just throw you to the the wolves and you're sink or swim kind of thing <laughs> right and and you you're talking about your songs uh, that you've uh, 
had people record, or you've, you're talking about your songs, but you've had people record uh, different uh, songs, uh, Ricky Skaggs and Lori Morgan, the Oak Ridge Boys, and Crystal Gale, uh, and B.J. Thomas, who I got to interview uh, right before he passed away. I was thankful for that. He and, was a wonderful, wonderful person. I miss him terribly. He was a great support system for me. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it started out... Um, I'd just been writing by myself, and then Lori Morgan found out that I wrote. She she knew I was a singer, but she never really was aware of my writing. So she and I got together with her keyboard player and literally wrote her life story to music, and it came to be in an album called I Walk Alone. And so we spent maybe once a week for about a year writing this whole project for her, and that led to other people you know, requesting things that I might have written. And... Another option that came along was my my boyfriend at the time, but he's now my husband, T.G. Shepard. Hmm. He started to record a duet project with a lot of huge entertainers. And he mentioned to the producer that I was a writer. And so I pitched my songs to the producer. And it just happened that they chose 10 of my songs for this project. Wow. And that landed, you know, the Ricky Skaggs duet, and B.J. Thomas, the Oak Ridge Boys. So that was that was a really big opportunity. Jerry Lee Lewis recorded one of my songs awesome. through that project. Awesome. So it's it's a wonderful thing to have on the resume. It's kind of right time, right place kind of thing. And and the producer was really harsh on picking those songs. So I felt very honored that that any of mine landed in that. Right. That that's got to be uh, exciting for you. And I guess it it, it boosts your ego, right? To uh, to uh, be able to have songs recorded by these artists. I guess that makes you feel you know, better about yourself, right? Well, it, it makes you feel like you're not doing something in vain. You know, that something is, and this producer has produced Barbara Streisand before. Wow. So for him to give me, wow, your writing is, is right up there with this or that, you know, it, it did give me encouragement to continue on because if you're not getting anywhere with your writing, it sure makes you um, <laughs> keep on with what you're doing yeah. if you feel like you're getting along with it. Well, n- not to give myself a plug, I don't ever do that, but but when B.J. Thomas was was on here, he told me, which meant a lot to me. He he uh, was following me on uh, Instagram, and he know he knows that I write songs, and he said he was going to record a couple of songs of mine. But then he passed away, and I was like, pew, you know, sad that uh, he never got a chance. Now, how cool would that have been, right? But uh, oh, he he was such a class wow. act, just such a kind man, and and you would have been so tickled to have had a cut by him i'm sure oh, but man. you know what sometimes it's just knowing that he liked it enough that, yeah that, that it, it, it's I, a pat on the back well i told him you know i could die happy now you know i mean because that <laughs> it, but it, it means a lot that that's what i was thinking about when you're talking about these artists that have you know recorded you know your music and, and of course you do your own and do an awesome job by the way and we'll talk about that in a second but uh when when you have personal feelings that you put in the paper and it's a piece of you and then you're giving it to somebody else, and they're sharing that. It's just a, it's a special thing, I think, uh, you know, for somebody to record it. You know, that would be cool. Um, but you were, I was reading, you were surprised what, maybe a couple years ago on the Huckabee Show. How, what surprise did you get on the Huckabee Show? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> was that a shocker? <laughs> a little shocker. <laughs> I, um, I'm originally from Oklahoma. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there are a ton of music 
icons oh, oh, sure. that come from Oklahoma. I mean, Carrie Underwood, oh, yeah. Garth Brooks, and I Blake mean, there's Shelton. so many. Yeah. yeah. And um, so Governor Huckabee surprised me with this beautiful award and said that I was inducted into the Oklahoma Country Music or Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, not even country, but wow. Music Hall of Fame, along with these amazing names. And I, you know, due to the pandemic, I have not been able to go there and actually have a presentation or anything from them. But what an honor to be in that. And, and, uh, you know, I've been gone from there so long, but I still have a lot of family that left in Oklahoma and, uh, you know, it's bragging rights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Free meal at my aunt's uh, (laughs) restaurant, you know, right. I, I don't know. It was that was a real pivotal pivotal time in my career. It was one of those moments that you're just like, ah, oh, I am getting you know some traction here. Obviously, that they wouldn't have offered that to me otherwise. So that was just a lovely gesture. That's nice. And it, but you had no clue at all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was, and, and the award is so sensational. I I have it in my music room next to my husband's all of his awards. I'm like. Yeah, but look at this. <laughs> but sh- make sure you shine yours up real nice to go beside <laughs> Yeah, put a stuff. light on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He should have already done that. You know, what kind of husband, he needs to shine this thing up. And, uh, oh, and, and you know, he's it. so funny. He, he doesn't display <laughs> anything. He doesn't care to put anything oh, up. Really? And I'm the one that goes, TG, you've got all these beautiful awards. We're hanging them on the walls. And he was it, so embarrassed by it. But that, that we both, um, that's a really cool thing about, about our relationship is we like to shine light on each other Yeah, wow. and he is the most supportive spouse of anybody I've ever known. He's already been there, done that. Right. So he's reliving his, his opportunities that he's had through opportunities that I am now having. So it's, it's really cool to be able to have that kind of relationship. Yeah. And you know, and, and you're enjoying the moments and he's using awards as paperweights. So, you know, it's all, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> He's like, I got another one. He throws it in the garbage. No, I'm kidding. He no, that, no, he's just, no, he's just kind of cool. modest in that way. As a matter of cool, fact, though. during the pandemic, we cleaned out our garage. And believe it or not, I found boxes and boxes and boxes of awards that he had. Oh, wow. I never knew he had. And wow. he'd forgotten about them. You know, but after a while, I guess he's had 21 number one hits. So they, they start piling up. And where are you going to put them? You know, yeah, right. so... We had Man. to put him in their proper places and label them properly, and and uh, but he he was thrilled to share that part of his life with me that I didn't even know about. That's great, man. That's so cool. Um, and of course, you had a 17 year battle with breast cancer. You, you written a book called "I'm Not Going Anywhere." You got a song out with the same name. And uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I wrote this song 17 years ago called "I'm Not Going Anywhere." In, in honor of a friend of mine, I saw her struggling to, to encourage her husband who was in hospice. There was lots of nurses around him, but every time she would say, honey, I'm not leaving, I'm not going anywhere, that's when I could see him just relax and be comforted by those words. Right. So I wrote that song just kind of secretly. I didn't even tell her about it, and I wrote it and recorded it, and who knew three months later I would be going through a, be- a breast cancer battle myself. And TG, who and I, he and I were just dating at the time. He held me one day when I was crying and he says, baby, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I love you. I said, you need to leave. I'm going to die, you know? Mm. And he says, no, I'm, I'm right here. Um, and it just hit me like, oh my God, my words came back to me, you know, when I needed them the most. And I didn't even think much more about it. He and Crystal Gale recorded it 
and it was in a Burt Reynolds movie. But then I thought, well, it just is kind of over. So 16 years later, Ascension Hospitals found that song on YouTube and decided to use that for their national commercial for their hospitals. And that really struck up a really um, interest in the song because then the pandemic was kicking in and everybody needed that feeling of assurance during that time. And um, a lot of people wrote to me and told me how encouraged they were by that song with their leaving their loved ones in nursing homes or in hospitals and stuff that they sang my song. And that inspired, you know, back to cleaning up my garage, I found a bunch of notes when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was just going to throw them away. But my friend says, Kelly, I think if you wrote a book using those notes and, and showing people how many years later you're doing so well and what you did to get well, maybe that could help people. So those notes inspired the book. I'm not going anywhere. And, um, it, to be honest with you, I've never considered writing a book. I never thought of myself as an author, but any means, but, um, governor Huckabee asked me to come on his show and share my book. And it has just been life altering to me and hopefully to the readers that, that see that there's light at the end of a dark tunnel. Right. Yeah. I was reading some of it and it's, it's very touching and, uh, relatable i've had some issues myself and and uh but speaking of ascension kind of you know no coincidences you know but uh i know god has a, a purpose and er- for everything but my dad was in the hospital with cancer during the pandemic right when the pandemic started he had mm. uh cancer and he had a stroke and he had back surgery and he had cancer oh all, all at the same time and it was like the worst you know ever and and I wasn't going anywhere. I decided to stay there with him. And it was at Ascension in Pensacola. Oh. Ascension Sacred Heart in Pensacola. So when I when I heard you was coming on in the song, that means a lot. I mean, it, it was really. So there's there's an inspiring uh, word for you is that. Song. Well, thank you. Did that song help you? Any it, or it, did you it hear did. it at that time? I sure did. And it's um, about the same time, I think, is when I first realized that you know the song i'd heard it before but it was like it you know they started playing the commercials and it was so you know touching i was like wow and your voice is like perfect for that song it was just i mean it's a perfect song let's just say that but it's it's moving and then you uh, are so so kind to tell me that i'm i'm sorry about your dad is he he, doing okay i was gonna say he's doing good he's uh so, so he's doing better he's he's he uh learned to walk He's, you know, he's still got some issues, but he, the cancer's gone. What he, a rock star. And oh, he's my doing, goodness. he's, uh, he just had a 75th birthday and he's doing good. So he's. Oh, but, congratulations. I'm really excited to hear that. Well, thank you. But that, but stuff like that, that's what I was thinking about earlier about songs. See, when, when you go through something like that and, and now you're getting a chance to write a book about it and also you're inspiring people and you're telling people, you know you know, what God does for you or what, what all you've been through, it inspires people. And they say, Hey, I don't give up because myself, I had thyroid cancer when I was 23 years old and God healed me. Wow. And I've never told anybody you know, that on this show. So there you go. Well, I'm glad I'm, well, you're going to help somebody, you know, here's the thing. I, when I was going through my breast cancer, I was 36 years old. I had two little girls. I was scared to death. Right. And I didn't have anybody my particular age, and I'm sure you didn't either at 23. I didn't have anybody to ask, you know, like, what is this like? I didn't even know what an oncologist was. They had me in these doctor's appointments. I'm like, wait, who are you? You know, 
So it was, it was shocking. And I wanted somebody to be my age to tell me I'm going to be okay. And there was nobody. And so I prayed to God, literally, I said, God, please just heal me. And I I promise I will do whatever I can to be a light for somebody else. You know, if if I can be of encouragement for the, to be the person that I needed at that time. And to be honest, I, I, I tried for a little while. I would take friends to treatments or whatever, but it always felt so hard for me. And so I just kind of stopped talking about it. I didn't want anybody to talk to me about breast cancer in any way. Right. And when this book came to be, I realized that was being very selfish of me to just kind of bury that subject. And the book has inspired me to open up more and just be very vulnerable, very clear with people how, how I got through it. And I believe I'm following through with my, my promise. And not only has it been blessings to other people because they're like, wow, you're so blunt and so authentic. We need somebody to be honest with us. But right. it has blessed me to hear all these lovely stories like yourself that, right. you know, that's that's where fame means nothing to me. Fame and riches or whatever, that is so fleeting. Right. But when I connect to a heart, now that matters to me. And, and that's where my goal is for the rest of my life to be able to just help people with whatever talent God has given me. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, when you ask stuff like that, you ask God, you say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to need you to help me on these things. And when I'm doing this, it's going to help other people. He's not going to go, nah, he's going to say yes. And amen. Right. So yeah, yeah he's and got it, you and lined it just up. really, it's so obvious when he's involved, you know, things, doors just open up that you would never even think were options for you in that situation. But, but that the other part of it is you have to be obedient and follow through with what your, your goal is too with this, because he, although he can do everything by himself, he uses us to be his vessels as well. And, and, and I'm just, I'm just a wide open vessel to do whatever he wants me to do. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I know that you will, and I know good things are coming. Um, and, and in your book, you've got uh, QR codes, that people can scan. I mean, that, how cool is that, man? I'm right? so excited about those. Thank you for mentioning them. Um, I had seen a book in the process of my writing my book with a QR code in it. And it was, it was just to give information, like go back to a website to give information. But I thought, whoa, wait a minute. I'm a real visual person. So I added a lot of photos in my book, but I had a lot of videos to back up my stories. And I really had an interest in the reader being able to dig a little deeper or feel like they were talking to a friend. Right. And I, I did personal videos of my experience going through cancer or what chemo was like or radiation. But I also had entertaining videos in there. If you read like chapter one, I'll talk about my experience on Ed McMahon's star search. And then you click on the QR code and you can physically see wow. me at 18 <laughs> on star search. That's great. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of fun putting them together, and I think it was forward thinking and inter- interacting for the reader to be able to to do both, read and see videos along the way. That's, you know, I, I couldn't think of a better way to present a book. That I mean, it's really cool. I mean, I think that's that's going to be a big treat for everybody out there that hasn't read it already. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was really, um, <laughs> I feel like it was an epiphany from God, honestly, I, well, because the book that I, I found that from was a a book of, of a minister that I'm I'm really grateful to know. His his parents had written a book and, and I was like, wait a minute. I, I'm I'm not uh, super technically or tech 
technology um, savvy, but that right. was uh, something that I would never have thought on my own. It had to have been a God thing. Well, and, and you've got uh, Olivia Newton-John wrote the foreword to your book, and uh, I know she's... Can you believe she, that? <laughs> is, is she an inspiration to you? And Are you an inspiration to her? I bet you it's mutual, right? Oh, I don't know how much I inspire her, but, um, you know, certainly as a little girl growing up, I loved her music. I always was a huge fan of hers, and I met her when I was six years old, but when I was older and had already gone through chemo, I met her through our mutual friend, Barry Gibb. And I sound like a name dropper when I say that, and I don't mean to, but you know, when you're in the music industry, that's, you you run with people in the music industry and they're all really connected. And just some guy, Barry Gibb, nobody special. (laughs) Well, that's another God thing. I'll tell you about that in a second, but, um, he didn't think a thing about Olivia being at this party. So he didn't think to warn me. And here she comes and sits down next to me and I am losing my mind. I'm like, what? And, you know, but we became fast friends and connection over breast cancer was really what bonded our friendship. And, um, we, we talk a lot. We text a lot. We, you know, I, she's such a busy person. And then she was dealt with cancer again. She was re-diagnosed, mm. um, most recently. And, so, you know, seeing her go through this battle with a smile on her face, even though, and seeing her positive attitude and how she she is just so kind to others. Yeah, I want to be like that. Yeah. I want to be more like her. You know, so I take a lot of cues from the way just just be watching her behavior is a blessing. That's great. Yeah, that's and that's special. Like you said, you've got these these people you grew up, you know, listening to and seeing, like, I'm thinking of Greece, right? Greece. And then, <laughs> then, you, then you got Barry Gibb. You got the song, Greece. He wrote the song. Yeah, that's cool. It's all connected. It's connected. Every one of them are connected. It's it's like line in the stars. It really and is. I don't know where I fit in in all of this, but I'm just grateful to be a, a friend of all of theirs. And with Barry, we had a really bad tornado that came through my hometown here hmm. in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And I was inspired. I was just having gone through cancer treatments, but I was inspired to do something to help. So many people died and lost their homes. And so I had an idea to put a concert on with all of the entertainers that live here in Hendersonville. And uh, Barry had just bought Johnny Cash's house, which his house is in our town. And uh, I wondered maybe if he was in town, maybe he could come and just wave to his new community. So I knew somebody that knew his secretary. So I just wrote a letter and I said, here's the people that are going to be on the show. If he's in town, would he be open to coming out? And so his manager called back and said, not only will that be the first time he sees his home, but he wants to sing with you. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> no. So that's what I'm saying. When, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, anybody could look at that as a death sentence. But I chose to change my attitude and make it my life sentence. Right. I started challenging myself bigger i would never have written a letter to barry gibb prior to that but i had courage now i mean when somebody tells you you have cancer everything else is not scary that's you right know? that's so right i um boldly asked him and he boldly said yes and from that point on my life has just been a a card a, a falling card of house of, of beautiful connections and i was you know open to help the tornado victims perhaps god blessed me with my relationship with barry and his family, and it's just been a beautiful, beautiful long-term relationship. Um, we've been buddies for years now, you know, mm-hmm. so we travel with them, and 
uh, one of my greatest experiences in life was we, Barry wanted us to go to Australia with him and see where he grew up. And uh, Olivia asked him to sing over there for one of her charity events. So we were over in Australia with these royalties wow. um, over there. It, it was just mind blowing. But again, before cancer, I would never have seen that in my future. Right. The, and the whole time God knew the, he knew the future before you even began and things work out for the good, you know, and that same here. I mean, with, with, with my cancer, it was on my uh, vocal cords. And I was oh, and yeah. I was working at a radio station and I sing stuff too, you know. And I thought I can't, mm. I won't ever be able to sing or talk or do anything like that again if they cut. You know, I was just worried and fear, and now here I am talking to you and people like that, mm. and and all kinds of, uh, you know, musicians and artists that I never would have thought, you know. And it's it's been a blessing and it's been and it, and you know awesome things happen every day and uh, that's a that's a good uh, testimony and your book is. Uh, awesome i mean and i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna finish you. i'm gonna finish reading it and uh but what so what are your plans for the near future um uh, you know coming up well i'm really excited i'm leaving town this week to go do a huge speaking engagement in lubbock texas for um a health seminar and never saw that in my future either. So oh, nice. this is this is a new thing for me. But they're asking me to come and, and basically share my testimony and and talk about my book and talk about what I felt helped me. I, I believe comedy helped me. I believe um, positive attitude, dreaming bigger for myself, and a lot of that is depicted in my book. And I'll be able to meet a lot of people that have gone through this. This is the Inside Out Foundation down there that gives away prosthetics or wigs or offers help to people that are going through traumatic cancer experiences or even people with, you know, burn victims for children and things like that. So I'm, I'm there to support their organization and, and hopefully have a lot more speaking engagements come up. There's a few things on my books for that. I've got some concerts that are coming up and right now I'm, I'm re finishing recording an album. I oh, love man. classic rock songs oh man and classic country songs cool i'm recording a classic rock song album right now where it's it's called old soul 2 i did i did volume one but there were so many songs that i loved that i just wanted right. to do another volume to get them out but um i'm just having a blast and doing what i enjoy doing and you know i think if you do what you're happy doing people will follow that's right no you're right i think i think you're you're inspiring me i think i might write me a book you need to. It's it's very cathartic, and yeah. it it helps you organize your thoughts, and it's a it's a disciplined thing. I mean, there were some days that I wrote sometimes sixteen hours a day, and it wow. didn't even feel like working. Wow. So, and and you're you're but you're reliving some of these things. I guess it helps to heal you too, just kind of getting it out there. And but it you, did right? because, the, like I said, the notes that I found, I had forgotten a lot about them, and truthfully, on purpose, I was yeah, glad to but, not remember them. Right. But I had to heal mentally and physically in order to be able to deal with it. And it took that long a time to, to not have post-traumatic stress syndrome, I guess, to read it again. And, and I could look at myself with more empathy and understanding and um, more maturity, you know, yeah. when you look back on, on those kind of times in your life and go, wow, thank you, God. I, I now see the big picture. That's right. And I just had a yeah. birthday two days ago Boy. and I'm able to go back and go, I appreciate the wisdom and yeah. the age you know, right, right. I'd rather have the age than less wrinkles. That's right. Well, happy birthday to you. 
<laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and and there's some there's some funny moments I was reading this morning uh, about your wig incidents that you've had. <laughs> so the, I, the fans, let me just tell you, you're going to love that part and the sweet moments, you know, with you know with your husband. I mean, just so many things that I was checking out, and I'm really interested. I want to get back in there and read it, but it's it's going to make everybody it's going to bring some tears, and it's going to encourage you. Just want to say that. Well, the thing about it is, I I tend to, I look at comedy as a healer for sure, but you have to show people the rawness and the the pain, and also the laughter because it's 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 all part of human nature, you know. And I just felt like sharing, um, like you were talking about my wig. That's one of the things I'm going to share this weekend. American Red Cross had given me a wig. I went to the YMCA to work out, and I was sitting in a sa- uh, steam or a sauna. And this lady next to me, she goes, do you smell that? I said, what are you, what are you talking about? She says, no, that, it's like a burning smell. I said, yes, I do. I can't imagine what it is. She goes, ma'am, I think your wig is melting. (laughs) (laughs) That is so, that's fun. Hey, on that note, I have another call coming. You know, I've got another interview lined up, so I'll, I'll have to, uh, let you go, but I'd like to get back with you one day and, and share some stuff with you. That sounds great. Will you go do your thing? And I appreciate your time today. And- well, I thank you so much, and uh, God bless you. God bless you too, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye. You've been listening to the Real Music Podcast with Gary Stuckey. Thanks so much for sticking around and had a great time with Kelly Lang. She's got an awesome testimony. Hope to talk to her again very soon. And sorry about those little beeps there toward the end. I had another interview coming in. Uh, you know, I'm a busy man. You know, what can I say? Uh, you know, that call wedding, it won't wait. Uh, but until next time, everybody, whatever you do, keep the music real. <laughs>